today on City Cash Chicago. It's personal. Moms and teachers. I'm going to introduce you to my favorite teacher, Dr. Denise Spells, and my first teacher, my mother. Plus more of your teacher shout outs for Teacher Appreciation Week. Today is Friday, May 7th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is City Cash Chicago. First, a little bit of news, y'all. A power outage at a 110-year-old water pumping station in Roseland left Morgan Park and Beverly without water yesterday morning. Now, while water is back flowing, officials instituted a 24-hour boil notice for the neighborhoods as tests are being completed today. In other news, Governor Pritzker says Illinois will be fully open by June 11th, assuming the numbers keep approving, but state officials are still saying to wear a mask and take other safety precautions. So we'll see. Some good news. Buckingham Fountain will be back on this summer. After a year without the majestic water display, the Grant Park feature is now set to come back by Memorial Day, Hopefully as soon so I can get these pictures off. And if it's good enough, maybe Sydney will throw one of them in the newsletter. Yeah, you should probably sign up for that daily newsletter at chicago.citycast.fm every once in a while. A Jacoby Cochran original is featured. I don't know about you, but I don't think a Chicago simply... As a city of 77 neighborhoods, I see it more like hundreds of smaller blocks. You know, a place can dramatically change, a community can change from corner to corner. And if you look close enough and spend some time on those blocks, each has its own ambassador of sorts, like a local historian, someone that's been there and lived it and seen it change and grow and gentrify or decline. There's a pride in it being your block. That person for us at City Cash Chicago is like the mayor of the block. So we're gonna introduce you to some of these mayors and tour Chicago with them and go beyond those 77 defined neighborhoods to get a better sense of the city block by block. The first up is Teresa Farrell. AKA Mama T, also known as my mama. How you doing, mama? I'm good. We're at the 8900 block of South Kragir. Now, if you go to the city's official map and type my mother's address in, it's gonna spit out that she lives in the Calumet Heights neighborhood, but if you ask her and her neighbors, it's always been called Peel Hill. And honestly, I never even knew why. The neighborhood got the reputation because there were African-American doctors in the neighborhood hospital, which is now considered Trinity Hospital, but at that time it was South Chicago Community Hospital. And this neighborhood was flooded by residents and doctors, African-American residents and doctors of that hospital. Mama T was actually born at that hospital. And she still lives in the house where her grandparents purchased December 1st, 1966. Y'all, she got that date burned into her memory as she does countless other dates, names. She could tell you what used to be where something is now. She knows when every family moved into the neighborhood, probably because she gave their ass a pound cake on the day they moved in. 
a tradition she learned from my grandmother. The black people that own these houses moved here and were the first blacks on their prospective corners. Hmm. So my grandparents were the first blacks on this corner. Mr. Davis was the first black across the street on that corner. Miss King, who has since passed away, was the first black across the alley. And then Miss Foster, Mr. and Mrs. Foster were the first blacks across the alley from us. Mr. Davis, however, is the oldest, the eldest, I should say, of the four. Okay. And so that's why Mr. Davis was called the governor and still is called the governor. Mr. Davis is 94 years old and he'll be 95 on June 14th, my mom tells me. When I was a kid going to my grandma's house, the street was all black kids. But when my mom was growing up in the 70s, white flight was in full swing. So I asked her, what was it like to grow up on the block, 8900 South Kagir, in the house where the first black family moved in to this neighborhood? At my corner, there was a mailbox. That mailbox was the hangout spot for the kids within a two and three block radius. Whether it was Daphne from the next block, whether it was Chris Zorich that went to CVS High School, whether it was Common who lived around the corner, or as you guys know him as Common, you know, we all hung out at this mailbox. Real quick, y'all. Y'all see how she just casually gonna name drop former Chicago Bears tackle Chris Zorge and now Superstar Common. Mom's been doing that my whole life. But when she focuses on growing up with them and others, she always talks about the innocence of being a kid. And we were allowed to be kids. We could ride our bikes up and down the street. And just like me and everybody else, when the street lights came on, you went home. <laughs> Until tomorrow, when we hung out on the mailbox again. Mm -hmm. My mom was talking about how the generations on Peel Hill are starting to move away. It's starting to be a little more diverse, a little younger. And she wants the new families to continue the tradition she had playing like kids in the streets, passing homes down through the generations, bringing each other pound cakes. My mom says her block on Peel Hill is ultimately about character, history, and progress. So tell us, who holds the story of your block? Maybe it's you. Email us at chicago at citycast.fm. Thanks, Mama T, and happy Mother's Day. I'll see you this weekend. Earlier this week, I gave a shout-out to my favorite principal teacher ever. And then she surprised me on a Zoom call. Stop it. Stop it. I knew Stop it. Like, y'all have no idea. That's... That's like second mom. Like, I'm talking since I was five years old. That's me. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm about to cry. I know, I Jesus. This is Dr. Denise Spells, the principal at St. Elthorita on the south side of Chicago, 87th and Polina. And it is my elementary school. I went from kindergarten through eighth grade, and she was... The principal, she was one of the last people I saw 
every single day before I left the school because Miss Bells, you know, my mom was working. I was always me, my brother, and my sister right. were probably some of the last people to get picked up every single day. Uh, and so we would be there with Mrs. Spell's kids. She would drop us off at our grandmother house on 87th and Sangamon. <laughs> like she was, she was more than a. He's making me cry. <laughs> Plus he's taking me back. <laughs> because you, you did so much, you did so much more than just like be a principal, right? You, you like fall for that school as Catholic schools have been getting closed ever since I was a little kid. And like, I've never seen somebody go so hard for one place. Because we turn out people like you, Jacoby. That's why I do it. We turn out students like you who make us so proud. <laughs> 1991 was my first year as principal here. So it's like 30, this is going on 31 years. And it was only supposed to be for 10, this is my 10-year job. Okay, I stayed there for 10 years and then I'll move on to do something else. It didn't happen that way. We always said he was going to become an attorney one day. Somebody who talked a lot, who had a job where he would speak because he would go, he would debate and he would talk and talk, but you had to listen to him because he wasn't just spewing out words, he made sense to be such a youngster. And that's why we said Jacoby's going to grow up to become an attorney because he's going to be in the courtrooms just proving his point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Ms. Spells was, was like, if you're not going to stop talking, I'm going to put you to work. <laughs> and so school plays and I mean, I, do, I don't even know if you remember you had, I was supposed to do like the second reading at the Holy Name Cathedral. We had worked on it for weeks. And then we got there and I got so nervous and I just sat there and I never got up. And it was like the first time that I failed as a communicator. And you, you just like brushed me off and just like let me know that it was going to be okay. And that I was scared you'd never let me do it again. And then you let me do it like for like the next six years. And I saw the good in you. So I stayed with you. <laughs> I mean, the truth is I, I can't thank you enough because, you know, it feels so cliche to say I wouldn't be here or, but I wouldn't because you, you empower my voice, you encourage me to learn. And then you, you were still there long after we were gone. I mean, it goes without saying, you've touched thousands, thousands of lives over the last 30 plus years. And I mean, you are like, you are without a doubt the benchmark for educators in my life. You're one of my first speech coaches. You're one of the first people to believe in my voice, to believe in me. And, you know, I, I truly will never forget that because you, you did more than be a principal. You came to funerals and birthday parties. You took us home when our mom couldn't be there. You were there on some really hard days in my life to just put your arms around me. And I will never forget that. So I love you so, so very much, Mrs. Spells, so much. Jacoby, I'm going to say this. Thank you for giving me my flowers while I am living. So many people give testimony to you when you're not here to hear it. The person isn't here, but you made my day. 
You're making me stay, want to stay another 30 years. Not, nah, <laughs> but as long as I can, because of students like you who always come back and never forget. We asked, you told us, Jennifer Newland in Peoria wants to send some love to David Cole from Fern R. Wilson Elementary in Pekin, Illinois. Jennifer had him in the 1960s and says, he brightened all of my days that year, especially when he would knock off class so we could play baseball until the bell. Thank you, Jennifer. And we got this one. This is Jason Fletcher from South Shore. I want to show my appreciation for Mr. Frank Martinez. He was my teacher at Bryn Mawr Elementary School. He assigned me to summer school each year I had him, even though I was a good student. Years later, I found out he did it to give me something to do to keep me off the streets. Sometimes teachers care about you and have your back in ways you don't even know. I appreciate you, Mr. Martinez. Happy Teacher Appreciation Week. Lead producer Carrie Shepard, who was your favorite teacher? Mrs. Gavin, my junior and senior year English and yearbook teacher at Boylan Catholic Central High School. Producer Simone Alisea. Alban Dennis. He teaches high school drama at Lakeside in Seattle, and he really helped me find my voice. And he helped me get my first radio job. And what's up newsletter writer Sydney Madden? My favorite teacher was Mr. Vaughn, my first grade teacher from Ogden because he taught me how to read. And you already know who mine is. Big shout out to Mark Greenberg and Sam Trump who make the amazing music you listen to every episode. I'll talk to you on Monday. Peace.